Welcome to another edition of the Metrospective. Pete McCarthy with Tim Britton. And we actually saw each other in person today for the first time in I don't know how long. It was good to see you, Tim. See, you didn't let me. You were supposed to say, how are you doing, Tim? And I was supposed to do like, terrible, Pete. I had to see you today. That was supposed to be the opening (laughs) banter. You had that planned for the last four hours, and I totally blew up your spot, which uh, which is perfect. But uh, yes, we, we saw each other quickly at City Field. You uh, you grabbed some books from me. We, we get Mookie Wilson and and some others, so you'll have some reading to do now. A little homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, it's this is payback for me making you wait for twenty five minutes for me to get there. <laughs> there you go. Um, so. A couple of things going on with the New York Reds. Obviously, they're working out there at City Field. Now, I was only outside, and you would have no idea there was anything going on in there. It's very quiet at City Field. There aren't a lot of people going in and out. The players' parking lot is relatively full, and that's about all that you see. There's there's not much happening. And I think it's uh, maybe an example of what we're in for this season, just in terms of being a fan and what kind of information you're going to get about this team. And Tim, obviously, as a reporter, you're on the front line of this. But, you know, I see a Med Rosario, right? And he was absent the first few days of camp. Okay. And then he, he talked to the media and, you know, it's basically the Mets had said, well, we planned for him to show up late. And then they, the reporters asked Rosario and he said, well, the Mets planned on me coming in late. And then, well, why do you think that happened? I don't want to hear those things. <laughs> I mean, Tim can tell the, the actual story of what happened, but it feels like, are there going to be little mysteries over the course of this year that's right in front of your eyes that you notice as a fan that you don't really get the answer to, which is not the way these things typically go, especially in New York with the Mets. Right. Well, you've got with, uh, you know, every team in Major League Baseball is taking the approach of not revealing uh, who's tested positive for COVID-19 or who's on the COVID-19 related injury list unless the player gives their approval for it. So every team has these little things where, you know, this guy wasn't in camp, you know, we can't say why. But like that doesn't necessarily mean it is COVID related. Like Ahmed Rosario might have had flight issues getting in from uh, the Dominican Republic or something like that. You know, there are various reasons guys don't show up to camp on a specific day, especially when they have relatively short notice to get there as they did this time. This happens at the beginning of spring training a lot for different guys. So I, I think you can't jump to say, oh, he tested positive or he had any issues with the test. It could have been travel related. You know, we've got a situation now where like we haven't seen Brad Brock or Jared Hughes yet in in camp in the workouts uh the Mets are similarly mum on what's going on with them we don't know uh, but you imagine we're getting to a point where it's starting to put those guys behind the eight ball you know like Rosario for instance was not they had most of their their perceived starting lineup uh in uh a sim game this afternoon with Jacob deGrom on the mound uh you know you saw Jeff McNeil and and Brandon Nimmo and Conforto and Alonzo uh, and, and Yohannes Cespedes all hitting in the same game. Uh, and Rosario had instead been part of the morning workout, and you wonder if he's just trying to catch up to get to where the other guys are at this point. But I, I suppose my question is, there's a daily soap opera aspect around the Mets typically in the season, right? The manager meets with the, the media at 4 o'clock. There's a round of news. Things happen. There's back and forth if there's not a whole lot going on. And then everybody can talk about that, follow up on that. There's a game, and then there's the whole after. And now we're covering all of that through Zoom meetings, and you don't have the personal interaction that you usually would are we getting a sense, 
and maybe it's just too early and it's camps and workouts. There's not a whole lot happening anyway, but it, I feel less connected to what's going on as a fan now than I have in the past, even in spring training. It just feels like, you know, the Mets are going and they're humming along doing their workouts, but th- there's no real, uh, you know, like I said, soap opera element stories in a, a big way coming out. You just kind of get you know, who's available on a given day. Yeah, like it's it's you know as a reporter, uh, it's difficult when we all have kind of the same level of access and access to the same guys, and and you know pretty much the stories everyone else is working on because oh they've asked that per they've asked that same question to four different players, they're probably writing a story about that. Uh, and you know going back to to Rosario, there there are certain topics that you know a, a player or a, co- a coaching staff might be pretty opaque on in public. But then you can kind of, you know, sidle up to them afterward and say, hey, between you and me, what's going on here? Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of in that informal sense that you can't have those conversations now. I mean, they they have to be uh, or they're harder to have. Uh, You you certainly can't do them in person. They have to be done kind of over text or email or phone or something like that. Uh, And we haven't seen anything like, you know, I thought it was interesting over the extended quarantine. Like there were very few interviews with Mets players. I know I tried and, and. Ones didn't really get back to me or the Mets didn't allow them to speak to me. Um, So they've been pretty uh, tight-lipped on a lot of things over the last several months. Uh, And it will be interesting to see how that evolves uh, as the season goes on uh, and whether we have uh, that kind of usual roller coaster of Mets storylines or whether it's all uh, tight-lipped all the way through the end. And I suppose some fans might look at that and say, well, good. You know, the Mets have been famous for having all of these leaks over the years. And then this side is saying this. And another side is saying that. And, you know, as you mentioned, it, it's been tight-lipped. But I also think as a fan, there is there's a certain fun in, in what is happening, knowing what's going on, getting some of those inside scoops. And I, I just get this sense it's going to be different this year based on uh, the very early going here of the workout so of course your coverage tim i mean you're not writing game recaps and a story every day so you can look at the bigger picture you could go back and uh, investigate the mets braves game that ended at what four something in the morning uh as you did recently and, and people can check out but i i do think it's just going to be uh I, I i'm just curious you know from that aspect how different the season is going to be then there's a bazillion things that are going to be uh so widely different along the way yeah, I mean that is such a part of, I think of being a Mets fan is the emotional roller coaster that it puts you on. And and as a fan, you like to know as much of what's going on with your team as possible mm-hmm. and having uh the kind of beat reporters and the kind of newspapers you have in this city uh means you you generally know more about what's going on with the Mets than uh you might a team in a different market where there is a bit less competition uh for news than there are when there's there's 10 different beat writers. Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? You've been working out at home, quarantining, doing the right things, doing the push-ups. You're ready. The beaches are opening up. Sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Yeah, Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You don't need any of that. You can also adjust settings to get a length you like, so you don't have to take it all off. You can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Be sure to use their Crop Cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy. It's an all-in-one formula 
so it's as good for healthy chest hair as it is for your skin. And for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced shaping Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor, always use the right tools for the job. Again, 20% off free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get unlimited free follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com Mets for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com Mets for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. So I saw a tweet today as we jump off course a little bit. Someone tweeted that, you know, America needs something very American to get through the coronavirus. Like the state that reduces its cases the most uh, gets free Taco Bell, right? Like just something. It was just a silly tweet that I saw. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember who uh, put it out. But I was thinking, well, that's basically our baseball season now, right? Like if you are able to, let's say like New York, stamp out the coronavirus, maybe you have a better chance of keeping your players healthy. And that might be a small part of why you socially distance and wear masks and things of that nature. But maybe there is a, a reward the way that the season is is going on for being in the geographic area that handles things a, as well as possible. Because I, I do think that this season is going to be framed as one of attrition, right? What team has the least amount of breakouts? And if there's anything that fans in the area can do, uh, you know, if you're home team spends half its time in your home city well if you're doing the right things maybe it gives you a better chance to keep everybody healthy around you right and also maybe have a a successful baseball season as well and I don't know maybe I feel a little dirty having that thought but it I mean it's a good thing it's kind of a a positive carrot to put at the end of this whole thing perhaps I mean, you've already got players framing it that way as the season of attrition. You know, Michael Conforto saying in the last couple of days that, you know, we know just one lapse can can set our team back and that the healthier you are, the healthier your behavior is as a team, the better you're going to do over the course of the season. Uh, so it's it is just so strange to think back to what was it, mid-April when we were talking about the Arizona plan and, and the hub plan of, of Arizona and Texas and Florida. And now it's like you want to put together a hub plan of, of New York and Massachusetts uh, and, and totally different, and, and Seattle, uh, the, the places that were hit the hardest originally. It's a totally different look to it. Uh, look and, where the NHL is going. They're right. going to be in Edmonton and Toronto. Like, that's just, it's uh, 
so much has changed. You, we don't know what it's going to look like in August and September down the line. Uh, you know, you certainly hope that when we get back into colder weather, that bad things don't happen uh, in these northern states again. Uh, but it, it is it's you know, like I was wondering the other day, I'm like, maybe teams that are older with guys who are just driving home after the game to spend time with their families. Maybe those teams have an edge, maybe because they're not going to go out anywhere. Uh, we talked to Jeff McNeil today about uh, what it would be like to be on, you know, what what being on the road is going to be like. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go back to my room after the game and, and just spend all the time there uh, and, and, you know, order the delivery insomnia cookies and Zoom with his play, with his fellow yeah. teammates rather than oh, being in the same room. I hope the room. guys are into MLB The Show and you know, are just happy sitting in the hotel room doing that for right. like, this months is, at a time. This is not a season that the 86 Mets would have done well in, clearly. <laughs> like, they would have really struggled uh, post-game. <laughs> with what they're doing so it is just it's it's just a weird thing to think about all the, the smaller aspects that might add up to to really quantifying success this year speaking of uh, apparently we're getting the 30 for 30 on the 86 meds jimmy kimmel going to be involved with that so that'll be must watch uh sometime in the future last question tim does uh does steve cohen own the meds yet what's going on <laughs> i you know we've i think you and i have kind of treated him as the the favorite even in the background for the last couple months i keep going back to to what dan kaplan wrote with the athletic that some people were hesitant to bid because cohen was still in the picture and it seemed to be if, if mlb was going to be open to him as, as an owner uh that he was going to end up with the mets the only way he wasn't going to like he wasn't going to be outbid uh and I, i'm already speaking in past tense he's not going to be outbid uh i, I just think if if mlb or the Wilpons, for some reason, do not want him to own the Mets. That's the way he doesn't own the Mets. But I, I think, given the circumstances, I would say he, he remains a pretty heavy favorite uh, in all the bids going on. Well, that'll play out. Uh, we'll be back with you again Tuesday morning. Tim, enjoy uh, Mookie Wilson, life baseball in the 86 Mets. <laughs> How can I not, Pete? Adios. Adios. <laughs>